0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on Animation One Hundred and One, when Neil said that "Wacky Races Forever," the uh, Wacky Races uh, updated pilot was an uh, insult to pe- the Perils of Penalty Pit Stop. That was before he actually saw it. We at Animation I always apologize for this. We always want to actually view what we criticize before we criticize it. And I actually forced Neil to sit down and suffer through this pilot and all its flash glory and neil can now make a complete and informed opinion on it neil
1: it sucks
0: <laughs> is it truly an insult to the perils of penelope pit stop
1: it's yes
0: <laughs> all right thank you and we bring you back to the show
1: You know, I bet if you just looked it up on Wikipedia it would have told you.
0: <laughs> oh. God damn it, Neil. Can't I ever count? Fifty four. Oh. Well, this list is listing all the parters as one part.
2: Oh, okay. That might do it.
0: Yeah. And by the way, I know people that actually complained about uh, Superman defeating Darkseid at the end of legacy because of Superman covering Darkseid's eyes. People are like, actually, oh, I had that's... no problem with that. I know people are like, no, oh, that shouldn't have worked. I'm like, shut up, it's done. It's dramatic.
2: More than that, you never really see the full power of Superman. Uh, the fight that he had with Darkseid on Earth, contrast that with the fight that he had in Justice League. Yeah. I mean, where he restrained himself before. In Justice League, he let himself loose, and there was no comparison. I mean, Darkseid oh, had a cheat.
0: He, well, actually, in the end, he didn't even really hurt Darkseid that much because Darkseid got up and pretty much wiped himself off and threw the Agony Matrix.
2: Well, like I said, Side. when Darkseid had to stoop to cheat with the Agony Matrix, you know that Clark had him beat. <laughs> that wasn't a, I'm going to overpower you, I'm the better man. That was a, this is an old shit moment, I better do something to change the odds.
0: But, I just liked I just liked the fact that in the end Darkseid still won at the end of Legacy where Superman throws Darkseid down and by the way the last scenes of Legacy the last couple minutes were all storyboarded by Bruce Timm himself personally because he wanted to get make sure that Don Yang got these scenes down pat and you, it it shows it shows that he did it
2: well, it goes back to, the. I mean, you can tell the care and the love that went into these episodes.
0: And when Superman throws Darkseid down to his minions and he says, you're free now, what happens?
2: Yeah, they don't know what to do.
0: What happens, they they, they gently, almost lovingly pick up Darkseid and help him.
2: Right. Which shows the show that Apocalypse is populated by Democrats.
0: Careful careful it's uh we might have some progressives in the room and and when 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 dark side stops his mains from carrying him he says i'm anything's things, Kal-El, but on this world i am god but let's move on to revenge of the sexy girls Woo-hoo! are you ready guys
2: yes ready as we'll ever be
0: all right then welcome again to animation aficionados a special episode revenge of the sexy girls DC Comics is putting pants on women, and we are against it. I am your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neal. Ms. Tess <laughs> And we have with us again, Thomas Revoir.
2: I say remove all pants from all women everywhere.
0: And we have with us again, our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk.
3: Hey, burn all pants!
0: And this is about also the launch of my new site, no pa- Nosuperpants.com. Sign the petition. We are going to protest the addition of pants on superheroines. And also, we're also going to talk about the loss of Power Girl. What,
3: wait, wait, what? 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 Yep. Uh, no Power Girl?
0: Well, on the
2: bright side, it means that Judd Winnick won't be writing her anymore.
0: But
3: no Power That's Girl. A br- but there's no Power Girl. I'd, re- I'd rather Judd Winnick be. I mean, well, Judd Winnick needs to get back to Barry Ween, but. um... Like. I want my Power Girl. Why can't I have my Power Girl?
1: And by proxy, that probably means no Atlee either. Oh. Well, oh. One of my one of my other favorite uh, designs.
3: They're like it's like they're, like they're taking the no fun to epic levels. Like, hi, would you like to stick nails up your ass? <laughs>
2: hey, this is Dan deal we're talking about.
0: Yeah. Dan, Dan
2: uh, the idiot.
0: Yeah, he, he, they put they. They didn't put the L in the name.
2: What? The L?
3: The L?
0: In in Dan's Dan last Bilzo. name. Oh. oh.
3: <laughs>
2: I just prefer I put the T on the end, call him the idiot, and everybody knows who I'm talking
0: about. What I love is he he shows up on the commentaries on lots of the DC anime movies and he's talking like he knows what he's talking about. And you can tell he they just brought him in there and he's just He's reading.
3: Well, a lot he's of, not even a reading, he's
0: of, just he's just blathering about like an idiot. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, a lot of the execs at d c are not like in line with what's going with the comics i mean I, when when y'all asked me to be on this episode, I remembered that they put uh this woman named Diane Nelson in charge of d c entertainment I think it was like a couple of years ago, and she has just sort of like ruined i she didn't even talk about comics in her introduction speech when she came to d c
2: yeah all she, them, all the people that are coming in are coming from outside the comics industry they don't know jack about the comics industry
3: this this is this is just this is what happens to every industry they think they need the smart business people to come in and you know shake things up when all it ever does is like messes up everything and these people get golden parachutes to their next golden job where they're going to excuse me fuck everything up
0: (laughs) oh i got i got the best one one of the current writers is still uh Devin Grayson is still on the payroll, last I heard. And uh-huh. uh, Devin Grayson got her job in DC Comics by watching an episode of Batman the Animated Series and wrote a fan fiction and sent it in, saying, "Hey, here's a fan fiction. Can I write for you guys?" That's pretty cool. But her writing is really bad. She wrote a yeah, okay. comic. She well, wrote okay. she wrote a comic where Nightwing was raped by a woman Whoa, named Tarantula.
3: Lovely. Lovely.
0: And then she says, "It's not rape. It's unconsensual
3: sex." That's what oh, rape is. Yeah. What? <laughs> and um, and being hungry is having low food security.
0: <laughs> no, Tom, I swear to God, because fans complained about it, and she actually said it's not rape; it's unconsensual sex. Only women can be raped, is what
1: she said.
0: A <laughs> bunch of people who would definitely
1: disagree with that.
3: Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: If there was ever one woman on the face of this planet that I would want to punch in the face, I think I know who it is.
3: God, that is nope. just—that is just wow. Well, yeah. other than the
0: fact that that whole arc of Nightwing was ripping off Daredevil: Born Again.
3: Yeah, but that's just—that's just awesome. I don't. My I think God. that's the most awesome thing I've heard today.
2: By awesome, you must mean absolutely idiotic. I mean, well, my I mean, god. in my
3: mind, in my mind, awesome can mean actual awesome or stupid awesome, <laughs> and this is definitely That's in the definitely category stupid awesome. of stupid awesome. It's yeah,
1: the state of being in awe.
3: Yeah. Oh man, and they're giving Rob Leefield uh work too. Yeah, oh. fucking dove. My, I know. I'm looking at this cover. Bat. Oh my and god, I, this cover is terrible.
2: Terrible. And I, the first thing I looked at on a Rob Leefield cover. The feet.
3: Yep. All this time, he still cannot draw feet. Oh my God, she's got a broken ankle, and oh my God, her boob is. Okay, let me let me send this to y'all because like her, her boobs are like I don't know. She's got like a high boob or something going on here. And it's,
1: is one eye still higher than the other?
3: Oh my God, this is well. Okay, I will give him this. He has improved, but oh not.
1: my God.
3: Not very much. I mean, what the fuck is going on with this? um Excuse my language. Tell me what language level we need to go. Because as, not...
0: high, as high as we need to know, because we're going to yeah. curse.
1: Okay, because like, right. I,
3: I am going to curse about this.
1: This I... man still cannot draw eyes uh, symmetrically. He still has one eye higher than the other.
3: Yeah, he cannot draw. He cannot draw. The man no. I do, it is inex- inexplicable. Saying that he
2: improved is like saying you're going from pig shit to horse shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if it's an improvement; it's still shit.
0: Okay, what do you think of that, guys? Wow.
2: And yeah, that—I mean—that's out and out rape.
3: Yeah, that—that's that, rape right there. I mean, it—it it doesn't matter that she's not penetrating him.
2: And I'm sorry, it's it's going to be just the opposite. I—I I don't care if that's Nightwing. I don't care if that's freaking Superman. Something like that—they're going to need counseling. They're going to—it's a traumatic thing, especially well, for a it, man where it's the loss of authority and power.
3: I mean like it, well, in the kill wasn't it in the killing joke like they used um like when Barbara Gordon uh loses her you know ability to walk, isn't she raped by like joker or something like I, that i i think th- uh, i think
0: they I think they never set out right and they, 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 implied, it they
3: implied it, but that's actually in a case where I'd say that actually works here it's just sort of i don't really know any more of the context, but see here it just seems sort of just happening there's no point yeah, behind
2: this there's it's superfluous it doesn't add anything to the story or no, it doesn't or to the scene
3: yeah and like I, oh man that's just that's just sad this, this just is
2: sad. this is slash fiction level type.
3: <laughs> this is like bad like the bad slash fiction i used to like giggle about like oh man ranma is being raped by ryoga this is going <laughs> to be terrible Captain, you
2: need to do it faster. <laughs> <laughs> or Captain. even worse, Captain,
0: I'm giving it all so he's got. Oh, God. <laughs> but, nice. yeah, like I said, I just, I wanted to show you the picture and see what you all said, and I'm glad that you all agreed. This is rape.
3: Yeah, that, that's yeah. rape. And, like, and can't I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that you can't do rape in a story because it can actually be a very powerful device, but here it just feels like, well, you have, to, you
0: have to have the you have to have the intellectual maturity to understand what rape is before you do it, because exactly. some people like to see rape as just something as a traumatic thing to do to a woman, and that is wrong.
3: Yeah, and like oh, this is her line, just saying that men can't be raped. It's like, hi, have you been paying attention to the news where like all the, those men are coming out about being raped by Catholic priests? Maybe you should pay attention. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I mean it's. This is just absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I There have been stories where, in comic books, where a woman has been raped. Yeah. And it was a very powerful, uh, when they had Mary Jane with her stalker. Yeah. And almost be raped. That was a very powerful scene. It fit the characters. It fit the context. It mm-hmm. worked. This is, I mean, this isn't left field. This is the parking area. Two balls. Well, of I mean, over. It-
3: and the reason I think they thought they could get away with it is because it was a man being raped. And I think that's the reason, like, they thought they could get away with it. Because I think there really is sort of a, an attitude amongst people that men can't be raped. They enjoy it every single time. See, now, I think
2: they could get away with it because it's Nightwing and nobody was reading it at that point oh, anyway. Well, that's <laughs> because, that's well, because, that like
0: is, I said, this, was, is, this is the point where Devin Grayson took a copy of Daredevil Born Again and – Scratched out di- wherever there was the name Matt Shoot. Murdock or Daredevil, he scratched it out. and wrote, wrote She wrote Dick Grayson, and then Nightwing. And every time there was uh, Electra, she scratched out and wrote Tarantula. Every time there was uh, every time there was uh, uh. Kingpin, In, she scratched and I, it out and wrote Blockbuster.
3: And I think if you if you read close enough, I think you'll see the errors where she actually does call him D- Daredevil. Let's find <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> Let's not.
3: plagiarism.
0: Let's not. It's uh, uh,
3: let's uh, let's just avoid all that and let's talk about yeah. the rate that DC is uh is yeah.
0: And, and the people we have in power now, there are some. There is some good news. Dan Jergens is going to write some t- titles. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Juergens was famous of saying back when Identity Crisis was going on, he actually said to to the press, "It feels like DC is actively hunting down and killing anyone that ever cracked a smile." So
3: yeah, oh, yeah. I love that line. That line is awesome. Like I really hated like that. What was it? Big thing they did a couple of years back where they killed Blue Beetle and all yeah. that. I forgot what it was called.
2: Well, they blew. Uh, they killed Blue Beetle. They killed uh, Ice, but they brought her back. They killed. Basically, they killed off everyone who was on the humorous side of the JLI.
3: Yeah, and that was really just the hunt for the JLI, and I really hated that because I really love JLI. JLI is like one of my favorite things that DC, you know, ever released. I
2: mean, yeah, I loved it at the time. I mean, nowadays. I would much rather have a better storyline. The Blah ha, ha wore thin after years. But I love the story it, with think... the
0: Oreos though.
3: Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. John, John Jones
2: and his Oreos. And the hydrocos. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah, why do humans have two different kinds? I don't understand. <laughs> I, but I actually I think there is there is room for some humorous superheroes. It's just I think what's happened with comics is is that they've just gotten way too serious. Well, it's, it's not
0: even the serious as much as, you know, like I said, I always I blame uh, Jeff Johns for a lot of it because Jeff Johns is, I, I think, a lot of people are afraid to judge him or don't want to judge him because they are uh, they are so in love with this JSA run that I have never read. So I'm not, I am not uh, affected by the mind control.
2: I'll tell you, I mean, well, I blame publishers. I mean, it, it, we were seeing this stuff from the Didiot long beforehand. I mean, this is someone who said, and I I repeat this quote because this is my favorite quote to demonstrate exactly what he is. Back when we were going to bring back the uh, multiple Earths. He had a quote talking about how the multiverse was created by Julie Schwartz. (laughs) Julie Schwartz, I mean, big grandmaster of DC Comics who brought such people into science fiction publishing as Isaac Asimov. I mean, how he had this great idea, but... They had to clean it up with Crisis on Infinite Earth. Now we're going to do it
0: right. He's yeah, saying well, he's I, gonna do it better like than Julie hubris. Schwartz.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because well that's how, what they have to say. Because a lot I've had this my theory behind this whole DC relaunches, it's Diane it's Diane and her her cronies. Getting together and saying it's time to raid the company. It's time to do this big relaunch because you know they're doing TV commercials for this. And like this is really just this is a raid. This feels so much like let's raid these properties. Let's make the stock price go up, and then we're going to immediately jump as soon as like right before it tanks because this is going to go badly. And this just feels so raid-like that I'm just so I am so ticked off right now about this because it's just like. Okay, stop! Stop using these characters. Create some new ones. Yeah, if well, you're going to do crap like this.
0: Yeah, and oh. uh, like I said, what bothers me is, uh, you know, a lot of the writers that are so acclaimed in the in the last decade. It's the '90s was my decade, and like I said, <laughs> my favorite I'm stories. Sorry. I'm sorry, Tom.
2: I mean, that that that's the Image Decade. There was almost nothing good that came out of the 90s. So. <laughs> I, 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 I actually I,
3: prefer the 80s myself. I
0: liked, I liked like I said, the definitive the Superman story for me was the kid who hated Superman. And yeah. that showed that these writers knew what they were doing. They knew how to handle these characters if given a chance. And a lot of these 90s characters I liked. I liked Damage. I liked... Uh, yeah, yeah. You know I, I like
2: given a chance. Yeah, yeah and, like- and then
0: what happened was in the t- in 2000s, you have Jeff Johns, Jeff Loeb. You have all these other writers that decide let's kill the fun. Like there was a, the turning point for me was this uh, event called Graduation Day, uh, where where basically oh. what happens was they nerfed the Young Justice team and showed how much more awesome the Titans were. You have you have uh, Roy Harper reprogram a robot from the future with a Phillips head screwdriver.
3: Yay. And then well, you
0: have you have all the the whole Young Justice team ineffective against a Superman robot to the point where Donna Troy dies again. And
2: <laughs> well, and let, let's be honest about that. That was all. If there was one person who admitted he hated Young Justice, it was the idiot. Yeah, I, yep. I agree with you. That's well, that's and also
3: that's Teen t- they were trying to push Teen Titans at the time. I because, mean, because, because of
0: the cartoon. Because the, car cartoon. Season, because
2: the yeah, well,
3: because well, that really all comes back down to. When Nia when Nelson took over, she did not mention comics whatsoever. She only mentioned cartoons. She only mentioned video games. She only mentioned movies. They don't care about the comic division anymore. So I really yeah. think like this is their last – now, this isn't going to kill DC Comics, but this will definitely be like the strike was for baseball. Like It's oh. never going to regain ground after this.
2: I'll put yeah. it this way. The whole relaunch – and you notice how they are actively avoiding the words reboot. Yeah. Um, is because it's going to be short term profits long term loss.
3: Exactly. And they don't care they honestly if the if DC Comics fell apart Time Warner would be happy because then Time Warner could just use it however the hell they want it. Yeah, they, they don't could absorb really care. Or,
2: yeah, they don't care about the comics they care about the characters. I mean if Green Lantern Yeah, property. Exists,
3: yeah property. It's just they want and that's the reason that they're doing this with all these characters is they 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 can't they don't want to invest in new properties because if you invest in new properties you actually have to invest in them you have to advertise them you have to actually do promotions with them. This is just let's trot out uh, the old man and and uh, have him perform again. Yeah, he ain't as good as he used to be, but we can definitely get some money out of him.
0: Yeah, and like I said, the like I said, what bothers me is like like Tom said, the didiot the destroyed yeah. Young Justice and. He created this new Teen Titans team and let Jeff Johns write it, and Jeff Johns ruined Superboy and ruined Impulse because oh, yeah. he hated the, he hated the characters. Because...
3: What did he do? What did he do to Impulse? Because I didn't even pay attention. Okay, was like...
0: Impulse was a fun character. Impulse. Oh, was I cool. love.
3: No, uh, okay. I unabashedly admit that I liked Impulse. What well, he did was he made
0: Impulse become Kid Flash and made Impulse read a whole library and absorb all this knowledge and become. Kid Flash and become really hardworking and studious again.
2: Well, uh, 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 let's tell them the reason for that. In comic, uh, they had it because uh, uh, the most, one of the worst characters ever created, Deathstroke the Terminator.
0: Such so a fun <laughs> name, too. He's great at parties.
2: Yeah. Uh, went through, <laughs> set up this whole scenario to trap the Titans and blew Bart's kneecap off.
0: Yes. Right. And it course, turns out it was actually Jericho all along.
2: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, the, they have that, to have saying about how when they're performing, we can't use anesthesia because Bart's system burns off the anesthesia almost immediately, and they have to rebuild the kneecap. And
3: right, <sighs> but that's just that's just such crap because Impulse is just about like being like I really liked the comic just because it was Impulse didn't care; it was just dumb, stupid fun. And,
0: and you should have heard Jeff Johns at this at this comic convention in two thousand seven. He was he was. He was asked hard questions and and he gave bullshit answers and the fans lapped it up because he wrote this JSA run that cures cancer and it was like someone asked him why he changed Bart and I, he gave this famous quote of I didn't like him so I changed him until I liked him and then he and then when he was questioned about when Bart says that uh, that uh, Cassie Sandmarks was the first one he liked a fan says well what about Carol from the Impulse series and 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 uh, Jeff Johns Hemdahl said Whoa, well well he wasn't very that close to Carol anyways
3: what no yeah. God. It yeah.
0: is just crap. Yeah. He's he said that. I I'm sorry. You can check. You can ask people to I know, no, 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 he I know. I, I
3: know this. I, and it's just this anti funged stuff that's been going on. I mean And
0: and to me, the character that is the nearest and dearest to my heart is Superboy. Superboy is what got me in the comics. Connell. Mm-hmm. I loved him so much. I especially love Carl Kessel's second run. I know Tom doesn't agree with me there, but that's on the point. But what it was, was Connell uh, was, is actually a metahuman. He's full human. He is genetically engineered... To have a genetic structure as close to Superman's as possible.
3: Yeah, I, but yeah, he is
0: that. fully human. The first yeah. thing Jeff Johns did was that he was half human, half Kryptonian, which is which is false, and he treats it like it was never anything else. He doesn't even have the dignity to try to retcon it. He says, "I'm so popular now, I can say whatever I want, and people will just agree with me."
3: Well, they did. They've had this this like annoying thing lately where they they keep talking about how continuity is king, but they seem not to be able to. Well, that's you because know, it was in the '90s, percent. and
0: Jeff Johns is like, "Fuck the '90s," and the '90s ruined my Lord and Savior Jesus Jordan.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, the, there was some <laughs> bad stuff in the '90s, but you know, like, have some respect. You're DC. You're not Marvel. Like, and, I, okay, I prefer Marvel. Okay, but one thing that DC has that I kind of respect is the whole we keep the continuity. We make we, it stick because what happened? What happened
0: stuff. in the '90s with what happened in the '90s with Ben Riley as Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Found outrage. They changed it real quick.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing. DC is about continuity. They're not about like wild, stupid fun like like Marvel is. I
2: like, don't know. I mean, because uh, how many times have they rebooted everything?
3: I yeah. mean, ever since
2: they did ever since they did it with uh, Crisis and Infinite Earth. Uh, let's see, they rebooted a bunch of stuff uh, with Zero Hour. They changed oh, yeah. a bunch of stuff with uh, Millennium. Uh, there was they did a but... whole retcon with. Uh, uh, God, what was the worlds at war one um, but, invasion. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but, the but they thing explained
3: is... it they explained it they didn't they were always very good to have a, a, a similar continuity you knew what each character was doing at any given time well, and they for the totally Super got Boy rid thing. of but,
0: but, uh, the but like I said what happened was uh, crisis of infinite Earth was a full shutdown leave the system off for five minutes bring it back up zero hours more of was more of a safe mode boot in the safe mode and then clear it up and then put it back on. So, yeah.
2: Final Crisis was i I'm not even a fanboy. That was a Mary Sue gone wild.
0: I mean, I I I've
2: literally taken to calling that character the uh Mary Superboy Prime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Punching reality's walls. <laughs> yeah,
2: something else needed to be punched.
3: Yeah, but uh going back to was- this DC reboot, I mean, Man, the the, I... the the
0: best Superboy Prime story is uh is that one Superman story? What was it called again? The one that was recent?
2: Uh, you've got me. I mean, I have. And they I'll didn't not... call
0: it Superboy Prime. They call it something else.
2: Oh, uh, you're talking about uh, Superman Earth One?
0: No, it's it's the one. It's the one about a a a, a boy who's born. From from parents named Kent, and they named him Clark as a joke.
2: Oh, no, that no. was the real world one. Um, God, I can't remember what it was called.
0: No, that was the best Superboy Prime story ever.
2: Yeah, where he that's wasn't he Super, was superpowered.
0: Prime, yeah, that's a, that's essentially the Superboy Prime story done right. Yeah, yeah. And because the original Superboy Prime story was exactly that, but they sort of copped out and.
2: Well, with crisis they needed to cop out because Julie included Earth Prime in for a couple of stories. I still have uh, the story where the Earth One Julie Schwartz uh, was dying and Superman took him to Earth Prime to meet a Julie Schwartz that was successful.
0: But, uh, like I said, I just I just really think that, uh, you know, I, I don't get why Johns is so popular when most of his other stuff, is, other than his beloved JSA run, is... Mostly shit.
2: Well, I mean, uh, we've disagreed on this. I like a lot of what he d- has done with uh, Hal Jordan and his, the his, other Lanterns.
0: His, his Young Justice run. Oh, the, his, the his Teen Titans run. His Teen Titans run is shit, Tom. Oh, well,
2: I, I, believe me. I've Ever since they went back for, to Teen Titans from Young Justice, I have hated the title. Hated. Yeah. And I mean, I've lived through stories with the
0: mad mod.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But rainbow so, uh, lanterns, rainbow. W- wait a minute, rainbow lanterns.
0: Oh, I that was that. terrible. No, see, they're I, bringing
3: that. They're bringing it back, and now they're adding a new color. What, they're adding. Was it purple
0: hearts
1: or or, no, they're or they're blue blue
3: black. Black. Wait, let me find this stuff. There's like a. There's actually a cover with. Um, I don't have it. Purple But uh, shoes? yeah, yeah. That's the power of Skittles. Oh, 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 man! And they have like the animal representations behind. Um, behind him and like uh they've got sinestro and he's representing black and then they've got all the animals that represent the different rainbow colors and i'm like this is really stupid Wait, there's, there's a I, power I, I, rangers now yeah That's, it's really power rangers now it's morphing time green lantern power it's so stupid i'm just looking at this and i'm going that, why? Why do you? Why do you insist on this stupid rainbow lantern crap? I mean, I don't want to see this. Thank Green you. Green and yellow only. Yes, yes, that is it. That is the only colors. Because, no, when you start doing the rainbow well, no. stuff, I keep thinking of gotta collect them all.
2: See, I mean, we have to include. I, I love the Star Sapphire.
3: Okay, well, so Star, I mean, Star, I mean, Star yeah, Sapphire by, is fine. But by
0: herself. You don't create herself. a Sapphire core, please.
3: But Rainbow Rainbow Lanterns is really stupid.
2: Well, I'd say somebody agrees with you from the link that I've posted.
3: Oh, the, okay, okay. Someone did
2: a Silver Age Green Lantern with the uh, Rainbow Lanterns. Uh, well,
3: okay, that's just, that's just wonderful. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's from the Silver Age, and I forgive oh, no. everything.
2: Now, actually, that isn't from the Silver Age. That was I know, but I'm just cover, saying. But, yeah. if it,
3: no, I'm just saying. I you like, could that see was... it
2: being in there. But I, I'll be honest. I liked the whole uh, Rainbow Lantern thing. I liked the characters that had been involved. It was. It brought in some interesting characters. Do I want to see it stick around? No. I mean, oh. it's the Green Lantern core. I want to see the core. It failed when they got rid of the core. As much as people like Kyle in the beginning, I hated Kyle in the beginning. It wasn't until Morrison's run on Justice League that I liked Kyle. I, I like
0: the original I, intent with Ion, where where Kyle became Ion for a. Couple oh days. no! So that was that oh. was
3: fun. That was fine because Kyle wasn't the Green Lantern anymore. And, and, I and Kyle
0: that. and Kyle gave the power up to repower Oa and bring back the Guardians. He brought back the core. I love that
3: yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that's great but i hate i'm glad kyle's gone kyle should go very
2: but kyle is gone. i mean i actually one of the things i like about him sticking around is there's been such great chemistry between kyle and guy gardner what I mean, really
3: uh? yeah. but
2: recent,
0: what but i yeah. but what i loved was the who they gave the yellow ring to was this six schizophrenic crazy guy named nero <laughs> and that was that was such a great story for Kyle, who's the artist, has to go against this guy who has these schizophrenic images in his brain. It's such, a, it's such an awesome
3: okay, artistic... Okay, that's, that, that's pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool.
0: That, it's such an awesome artistic thing you could, because the art that comes out of those issues are is amazing.
3: Well, and some of the
2: things, like, do you know who the original Yellow Lantern, the, the Sinestro Corps member for 2814, Earth, was supposed to be? Who? Batman. Because he has the ability to create fear.
3: Yeah. Well, he has worked. the ability to create crazy.
2: But because <laughs> he, I mean, he didn't want it, he fought against it. And because of his own willpower and the fact that he had used the green willpower ring before, the ring rejected him and went off to find somebody else.
3: Yeah.
0: But the one thing is, I know you hate Emerald Twilight with a passion, Tom. But yes. Green Lantern Legacy by Joe Kelly is one of the best damn Green Lantern stories I read in my life.
2: Well, I mean, you know my opinion. I think that some of the best part of the reason why I hated the whole Emerald Twilight, other than the fact that it was a bastardization of one of the best characters they had, was because they wanted to bring somebody new in, even though Hal's books were selling better at the time.
0: But yep. but like I said, I I don't know have you ever read have you ever read Legacy? Tom? No,
2: I cannot say that I have.
0: Great story because because it has Pie Face, uh, you know, uh, you know, Tom Hal, Kalamaku. Yeah, as as the main character, he has to go around and try to uh, do right by by Hal's legacy. And in the end, the ring is talking to talking to Pie Face, and he tells him that Hal picked you, and and Pie Face is amazed because he he was ejected all all these years after Hal. After the events of *In Emerald Twilight*, and 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 he's like, "Why me? I'm I'm a loser." And he said, and they explained the guardians picked, the the, the guardians picked John. The ring picked the the ring picked Guy, but Hal chose you because he knew that you could bring the fire of the spirit of of the ring back.
2: Yeah, but this is Silver Age guy coming in. Uh, Hal loaned uh, Tom, well, Pie Face back then his ring for it, carried a duplicate of his ring and let him have it. And he kind of screwed it up royally. So,
0: <laughs> but what I also loved was the scene where, where, where pie face actually defeats the justice league of America with the ring. Because what happens was because he remembers back when he was a kid, he asked how could you ever beat the justice league and Hal. how, just off the cuff of his off the cuff just like i don't know if i would ever do that but if i would the first thing i would do is fling batman as far away as possible <laughs>
3: <laughs> first step get rid of batman
0: next he said next he said he put he put the uh, he put the flash on a mobius strip and then fling him towards the other tw- towards everyone else as quickly as possible because he says that the flash is really good but his first instinct is to run so he so he'd let Flash run a Mobius strip, run build of speed, and then release them towards other people.
2: Okay, and do you know the flaw in that plan if you're talking old style Hal.
0: What?
2: What color are Barry's boots?
3: Oh yeah, Ooh. I
0: yeah, forgot in, about that. In but the
2: Brave and the Bold episodes, they act uh, a mini series done just after uh, Justice League of America Year One. Um, they had Brave and the Bold, which were Hal and Barry stories.
0: I know, I know, yeah. it was great.
2: And they had a story where um, uh, Barry got called to Oa, his costume minus the boots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but what I loved was after that happened, and then and then and then uh, and then Pie Face asked Hal, "Well, what about what about Superman?" And and Hal actually has to think for a second. He's like, "Hmm, well, first thing I would do is because it's green." I can create kryptonite,
3: <laughs> and then
0: but but Superman would probably wrap his hands in the cape and try to grab it. But then but that instant of fear, I can use that against him and project all these images in his mind of everybody he loves dying.
3: Uh,
0: mm-hmm. and that's him. how Pie Face defeated the Justice League.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Hal.
0: <laughs> and I just love that little scene because it's just so awesome. Because, like I said, it's just. It's just Pie Face asking a fanboy question, yeah. and Al just gives an off the cuff, just honest answer that you know he didn't even really think hard about. It's like first thing I do is fling Batman as far as yeah. possible.
3: Well, I mean, I love how all the Justice League members have ways to like destroy the others. Like they have plans. Like Batman has his plans,
0: and I'm that's sure. another great story: Tower of Babel. Oh,
3: I yeah. love Tower of Babel. Uh,
2: Grant Morrison again.
0: Yes, yeah, great yeah. Grant way. Morrison story. Art by Brian Hitch. Mm-hmm. great artist i love it because it's because batman has legitimate reasons to come up with these plans real legitimate reasons
2: yep. Well, he's the out of the core well, members of the league he's the only one that doesn't have a superpower
3: exactly and that's why he doesn't trust them i mean as much as superman and batman are friends batman is always ready to stab superman in the back with a kryptonite ring
0: yep and what i love was just you know these plans were pretty vicious
3: I know. I mean the one, the one about um the one about uh Martian Manhunter turn his skin into magnesium and set him on fire.
0: Oh, or, that's that's nothing compared to what he did to, to Superman. Aquaman. Aquaman.
3: Oh, oh yeah. That was he, great too. He
0: hypnotized Aquaman. His plan was to have Aquaman hypnotized to to be afraid of water.
3: Oh yeah, I love that. So they have to put him to sleep so that he won't that he freak won't out, uh, yeah. freak out. Yeah that was that was a real I really liked that that was a really good storyline and
0: of course another great storyline that you know this was back when they were doing these events and another one I liked was secret identity I don't know if you've ever seen that one but basically it's these aliens split the Justice League members oh, from their secret that? identities
2: oh yeah I remember that one uh, and, that was... it,
0: and it has it has Superman as an idealized Kryptonian and you have Clark Kent who's just a guy and yeah you have, you have what happens when you split Batman from Bruce Wayne you have you have you have a cold, ruthless crime fighter, and you have this guy who's out of control with rage and no skills to do anything about it.
3: Yep. Yeah, and of course, oh, the wasn't cold, it, calculating
0: oh, rage one was Bruce.
3: Yeah. Oh, wasn't, it, wasn't that the, where they showed uh, Batman took off the cowl and there's nothing there? Yeah. And
0: what I love about that is, in the end, you have the whole Justice League, the idealized version, without the secret identities, a part of them, split apart. And you have you have facing them these non-powered citizens. You have Clark Kent with the glasses on. You have Barry Allen with a baseball bat. Uh, Wally. Yeah, it, okay, that's Wally. Wally not- with a baseball bat. You have you have Bruce Wayne still with still with the uh, bruises from a fist fight earlier with a utility belt. And it's like and the caption says they don't have a chance.
2: Yep. Same, this is the same storyline where they had uh, Superman and the Flash perform brain surgery. <laughs> there one of the, it was the whole storyline was based around this uh alien device from the seventh dimension or something like that that was granting wishes
3: ah, okay. you know, like a little
2: girl wished for chocolate and the entire city around her turned to chocolate right okay but uh there was somebody uh, this drunk or somebody who was who, who wanted power and he got power and the only way to defeat him was brand used his X-ray vision, the Flash used his super speed, vibrating the skull, and basically lobotomized the power out of this guy.
3: Awesome.
0: And like I said, this was just... The idea was... I just love that last cast, because even with their powers gone, even with the things that made them their heroes, as these citizens, with as much of the superhero stripped out of these heroes, they were still willing to stand there, with no, not a chance in hell winning this fight. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. were ready to fight.
2: Exactly, and that's what truly makes a hero.
0: Yeah, and like, and like I said, like, like, I just I just love what they did with Batman because they they made it very plain. You know, without all those years of discipline, without all those all those skills, what do you get when you take all that out of Batman? You get a very angry man.
2: Yeah, yeah. One of the best stories I love I mean because everyone remembers Hal Jordan as the man without fear. Forget Daredevil, Hal had no fear. Yeah. Back in the eighties, they did something an experiment. Ugh. Another experiment called Action Comics Weekly, where they took Superman's book, threw him out of it, except for two pages. But the lead story in there was uh, they had different characters. And the lead one was Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. And the story in there was about how Hal was a very brave man. He was the best one suited for the ring at the time. But the ring basically lobotomized him so he would have no fear.
3: What?
2: And okay. he, when Hal found this out in the storyline, he commanded the ring to return him back to the way he was. So he had the ability to feel fear again.
3: Hmm. Which he, yeah, a that, great story. that's re- that's really cool. I mean, that actually makes me, you know, because I when you first said like he was lobotomized, I was like, what? But yeah. that's really awesome that he would choose that because that's Hal. Hal is the man without fear. Yeah,
0: yeah. and that. Uh... You know, you know, like I said, I, I'm picking some of the best minis to talk about in the '90s, like the Secret Identity one, and of course Tower of Babel. Those are some of the best minis of that time.
3: Well, um, wasn't Tower of Babel like in the uh, in the aughts, actually?
0: It was. It was
2: after. Yeah, it was-
3: but it was. It was oh, sort of a '90s kind of storyline, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. It was. It was great. But
3: I loved it. I mean,
0: another another. I I think this was the tailing end story of one of those. Uh, trade paperbacks, but there was a story with Amazo. This version of Amazo had all the powers of of whatever members were of the Justice League of that time. And what happened was, they decided, okay, let's invite everybody in the Justice League to fight Amazo. So they had like 80 heroes on the page fighting Amazo, but they only made Amazo stronger. So you have Superman fly up. He's all bruised and battered, and he decides, okay, I know how to defeat Amazo. He says, as of now, as chairman of the Justice League, the Justice League is now disbanded. (laughs) Nah. That's awesome, and I thought yeah. that was pretty funny.
2: And that's
3: that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. There's no Luscious League members, no.
2: But that's. I mean, one of the things about to go back to the original topic that mm-hmm. really has me burned, other than the fact that they're just destroying a lot of stuff to give a jumping on point to new fans, is yeah, right. We've only got a couple of years until Detective Comics hits seven hundred. Seven hundred. I know. I mean, I know. my God, that's a freaking milestone. Now, of course, I expect everything to go back to the way that it was before that happens. Mm-hmm. I, well,
3: what I expect to happen is, is that when this totally, utterly fails, like, and then six months after it starts, they'll just go back to the normal numbering system. I and wish this never happened. I wish yeah. someone gets fired. That's well, funny. no one's going to get fired. Certainly a lot of people are going to be leaving the company when it's, like, still profitable to do so. I know it's not
0: going to happen, but I wish the deal gets fucked. I hope, that, I hope that
3: Diane Nelson gets fucked. I mean, she's – I hope the publishers
0: – I mean, Dan DiDio and Jim Lee
3: yeah.
2: – God, get rid! You can take a look at most of the new designs, and you can tell that they were Jim Lee designs. Yeah. <gasps> they look oh. like they were straight from Image Comics. I cannot. Well, well I mean,
3: yeah, that—that's what I kept saying to my husband when we were looking at these designs. Was like, it was like, this is so freaking nineties. It's like yeah. so generic. Look, like, cause like the ninety. 90- I hate the nineties because every look thing looked kind of generic looking back then. Oh, and-
2: everything had scars or buckles or.
3: Yeah,
0: hatchet, pockets everywhere and
3: but but it ended up looking so generic because they overstuffed it they well, overstuffed yeah. it so lee it over- is
0: lee, is, lee is a good artist when he has restraint on him
3: yeah but well, that's just it restraint
2: there is no restraint on these two.
0: Oh I mean, man and i'll Check. tell you i
2: mean talking about the 90s we've already seen what dc is doing marvel yes. did it with heroes reborn in and how, we how, saw how successful that was it didn't even make a year
3: Well, I mean, this is just, we're basically just keep, they're going to keep doing these reboots or like change of the stories until nobody cares anymore. I mean, if you really think about it, comics have had such a hit, had such a hit in the 90s. And then now it's like, I don't know, now it just feels like they're just trying whatever, just see what happens. Yeah. but yeah. here, this one just feels – this does not feel like let's try something. This feels like rating time. Yeah, it's
2: promotional stunt time. I yeah. know.
3: And, oh, oh, man, I just posted this picture of Zatanna with, like, fishnets on her arm. I mean, a lot of these character designs feel like, I hi, I went to Hot Topic and I picked out some clothing. Oh, my God. I, it's goth-
0: it's Tana.
2: Yeah, when, it is. When you talk about the costumes and the no pants thing, I look at Zatanna. Zatanna's day job is – a show magician
3: yeah and that's a traditional costume costume. fits yeah it's a traditional costume it's not something that that she you know they invented or anything this was something that was worn, and that's why i'm just like i don't understand you it's like you don't understand well it's really honestly it's because they don't understand what they're doing
0: or like that's because they think they're being pro-women but when in truth they're being stupid
3: this yeah. picture, this picture of Harley Quinn is not exactly pro womanhood. That's,
2: I mean, the picture of Harley Quinn turned my stomach. You had such a great character. Yep, they took
3: her from this, being he- clothed head to toe to like this.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that I'm sure that they did that because of uh, Arkham Asylum.
0: Well, oh, Arkham yeah. Asylum, she's wearing a nurse's outfit.
3: Well, but yeah. yeah, this this right here is this looks like I went to a convention and bought a really cool corset.
2: Like, I went to a, well I went to a B&D convention and bought a
3: court Well, next. I mean any any convention you go to <laughs> now you can see this stuff. Uh,
2: true, true.
3: Yeah, but uh but this is just such lazy character. Des- All these new character designs are so lazy. Like It, it especially- doesn't
0: look like Harley Quinn. It doesn't have any of the joyous it doesn't have the 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 joyfulness that Harley Quinn has. It, it looks more like a female Joker. It looks more like Dula Dent. Yeah.
2: Yes. Exactly. It looks
0: like Dula fucking Dent. It's
2: just but, it's I mean Everything, the whole redesign. And of course, I mean, take a look at Dio's fetish. How many new comics are going to be coming out in September? 52. Bingo. He's had a fetish for 52 for the longest time.
0: Maybe he's actually a serial killer and the number 52 is the secret, just like that Jim Carrey movie. And Dadio was actually Calendar Man.
3: <gasps> wow. It was remade this- as Calendar
0: Woman in Batman and worked better that way.
2: I don't know. I kind of like Calendar Man in the Brave and the Bold cartoon. Oh
3: yeah that that but, was that was excellent. But
0: but yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, that Harley Dent design. Am I right or am I wrong? Is that does that not look? If you it never does
2: look like Doyle Dent. Uh, thank back you. The, uh, thank I mean, almost you. it looks like the Joker's daughter. With Dent was the Joker's daughter.
3: The, so. This character? No, I don't think she looks like. The, like she doesn't look. Yeah. But, just
2: yeah. I mean, it, it's. I've got a friend who's brother has just started picking up comics got interested in some of the characters. I mean loves the new Batgirl loves uh Steph Stephanie as the uh as Batgirl loves Birds of Prey I mean Oracle is a favorite character oh yeah and my friend doesn't know what to tell the brother because everything's going away in just a few months
3: and and becoming unfun like I mean all these character designs just say to me Oh my god, this is going to be horrible because it's just going to be no... Like, I'm reading this, um, like, the first momentous issue of Action Comics number one will set in motion in the history of the DC universe as Superman defends a world that doesn't trust their first superhero. What the hell? So they're turning him into Spider-Man?
0: Yeah. Not even Spider-Man. It's, it's, uh, well, the thing that, that bothers me is this. They are going to try to combine elements of Wildstorm in here. Yeah. yeah, I've
3: heard about that. No, no.
0: No, no, no. no. Let me put it this way. I loved the Superman, Mr. Majestic, trade paperback, but it only works if just Mr. Majestic is just visiting.
2: Well, and I liked the <laughs> Superman Gen 13 crossover. I thought that was a fun little read. It was oh, a yeah. great concept. But do I want to see this permanent?
0: No. And that reminds me, Neil, what's another favorite superhero of yours that is owned now by DC that's going to have to start wearing pants?
1: Caitlin Fairchild
2: oh i'm sorry yeah but on the bright side they're taking her shirt away so it all balances Ooh, there, out there you
3: go there you go <laughs> neil hey, is
0: a leg guy so
3: yeah and yeah. well, supergirl's wearing yeah. ugly ass boots and wearing a um leotard now. they they
0: re i think they, they recolored, recolored it just, they recolored it you oh, can't it tell me those blue. They, oh
3: yes yes the recoloring is certainly going to save that entire outfit
0: yeah I mean, <laughs> and the thing is this the design is too busy, it's one thing I've always said, and I don't try to bring up the fact that I actually do draw comics, but a superhero design is supposed to be iconic and simple. the more yeah. the more crap you add on to it, the worse it is. Well it's as to be simple and iconic
3: the as more crap as you add. who was it that said that a superhero if a superhero can't be recognized by their silhouette? stanley oh stan yeah stanley he said if you can't be recognized by a silhouette you didn't make a good character
0: yeah and exactly. with I mean,
3: a lot look- of these designs i'm like they had to maintain superman's stupid spit curl for act for this new run because if they had gotten rid of it you wouldn't know who superman superman's is superman's
0: wearing pants too
3: i know i'm looking at this right now um and, like, he's a liberal activist now?
2: Yeah, he uh, – well, this was a story that has been disowned. But okay. um, in a recent uh, Celebration comic uh, they did, they had a story from David Goyer. Okay. God. Uh, yeah, who wrote the Batman – the good Batman movies. Right. Where he's doing his patrol, and there are some people being stoned in Iran – Mm-hmm. So he flies down to where this is happening and just stands there, doesn't move a muscle, stands there for one day and then leaves. You know, I mean, people are beating on him, of course, for no effect. It distracts him. But that's all he does. And, of course, the Iranian government is claiming that this was a plot by the U.S. government because <laughs> Superman is a U.S. citizen. So what does Superman do?
0: He revokes his citizenship.
2: Yes.
3: Oh, Nice.
2: Absolutely stupid. I mean, I know. They, went, they went through and said it's going. To, it's no longer going to be truth, justice, and the American way.
3: Which you know, I'm sorry. The whole point. The whole point of Superman is he is like a representation. He's DC's representation of America. That's like saying a Captain America is no longer for America.
2: Yeah, well, they've done that too. So. Yeah, I know yes, they've they done became, that. He no.
0: Became the captain.
3: Yeah, I know. And well, and
2: before that, he became Nomad
3: just, oh. just <laughs> where, no, where no
0: man lives terror dies
3: oh no. but but like if this is like one of those cases where i, I either i want one of two things to happen either you make some new characters or you release these characters into public domain and let people just write whatever stories they want because here you're just you're not really doing anything with the characters. You're, you're, you're
0: totally george lucas seeing them
3: yeah and you know what? I would rather fan fictioners be writing like weird stories like this than seeing this as the A-list title story. Well,
0: well the biggest problem I have is, uh, you know, is Loeb still doing titles? Um, I think over at Marvel he's still doing a couple. Oh, God.
3: He's still doing it. I think actually Loeb, Let me, let me tell
0: you it. my Loeb story. I'm going I'm to retire the story after this, Neil.
3: <laughs> but
0: uh, Jeff Loeb writes a creepy-ass Superman, and people don't say it. There's a scene in Superman, Batman, which is a horrible title to rename World's Finest. It's a, there's a scene where, where they're talking to Toy Man, who's a Japanese teenager.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: and what happens is this Japanese teenager says, oh, Okay, I'll do this favor for you, Batman, Superman, but you have to let me date Power, have one date with Power Girl. And Superman's like, No, I can't do that. I'll let you, I'll let you date an exact robot duplicate that's very lifelike.
3: <laughs> right. That's even better,
2: my only question is where do I sign up for this yeah,
3: yeah it gets like...
0: it gets worse, Tom. There's another issue it's actually written by Jeff Loeb's now dead son, and I know that's very tragic that's very sad, but still he writes this scene where Superman builds these robot du- duplicates uh Wonder Girl, Starfire, and Raven and have them naked bathing superboy. I have the screen if you want to see it.
3: Go ahead, because I'd like to see the naked part. I just want to, like, omit the Superboy part.
0: Okay, but did you know about that, Tom?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when Jeff Loeb writes him as this creepy guy that builds robotic women that he can fuck.
3: Oh, man. Oh... I need, speaking of creepy stuff, I need to finish Bo- Batman, I need to keep reading Batman Odyssey, <laughs> speaking of creepy stuff. But. Like, with naked su- naked Batman talking to you at the beginning of each uh, comic. That's the
2: Neil Adams drawn one, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is, it is. Neil, wow. what happened to you? Well, I know what happened. He drank some serious crazy juice, because I, I, I read, like, I think the first three, and I was like. What is going on? I don't even know what an what an octopus of a thing is. A, one of the quotes from it, and it is it is some fun. It is definitely. I like
0: fun. to be under the sea with an octopus's garden in the shade.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. I need to read it. I need to read the rest because it's just wow. It is just wow. Uh, but yeah, the, the 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 relaunch. I'm I'm. These these relaunches. I just keep reading all this and I'm just thinking Oh my god, this is terrible. This is like the nineties or back. This is just Found exactly it.
2: it's the nineties and image comics redone. It's Heroes Reborn redone.
3: Well, okay, uh, yeah, let me let me show you this cover. Because the Titans cover I think sums it all up for me, like how wretched this is going to be.
0: Oh god damn it. Oh, by the way, they're making Superboy a robot now.
3: What? What? No! Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, <laughs> why?
1: So now that when he hangs out with all his robot girlfriends, you know, he'll have something in common. So,
3: so these, are, these are robots, and they're bathing with Superboy.
0: Yes, and the robots that Superman built for Superboy. Because Jeff Loeb's 17-year-old son that died, of, that died of cancer, very sad, very tragic, I know. But still, Jeff, I know your son wrote it. I know it was a loss in your life. But you know
3: be like, be like Miyazaki and just say, "I love my son, but Jesus Christ, he sucks."
1: <laughs> <laughs> but or,
3: Miyazaki, you know, oh my God, or, because
0: but, everything from the death of a child can't be Eric Clapton's
3: Exactly: Here's in heaven.
2: Well, you here, see, I here... was actually thinking more along the line of, and I know you're going to say something, Ben, but uh, Jeff Johns and Stars and Stripe. I love oh, the series. And I, I, know I know that the only character, the only of...
0: character that's consistently written well by Jeff Johns, are based off the Dead Sisters of his. I know.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. And the only characters that of his that survive any reboot are Dead Sisters of his. But, uh, <laughs> but like I said, uh, <laughs> you know, I actually was going to ask him a question once about how he would feel if someone else had control of uh, of Courtney and changed her into a heroin addicted hooker, just. <gasps> because but going by his reasoning that they didn't like her, so they changed her until they, they liked her, just see what he said about that. But uh, someone stopped me.
2: Oh, so no, they they're doing with Wonder Girl on this. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's, uh, but like I said, someone stopped me. I really wish I went ahead with it, but someone stopped
3: me. Yeah. Yeah. But that would have been hilarious, though. I, that is,
0: I would have loved to see how far he backpedaled
3: oh but man this titan cover is just okay so I can I noticed Red Robin I notice I guess that's Superboy right there
0: with with the was that taped to his back
3: uh, yeah yes. that that is taped to his back uh, oh, well he shoot he shoots mechanical stuff out of his back so he has like a mini cape and impulse I mean kid flash, kid flash. Kid
0: flash that's that's Wally by the way
3: yeah oh. <sighs> God damn it! <sighs> what? Okay, and what? Who's this like? Uh, nine very nineties bio creature thing?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a Wildstorm
0: creation.
3: Okay, yeah, that's what I thought because like that is extremely nineties going on. I think right that's
0: through. supposed to be Raven in the back.
3: Yeah. Okay. So that's re- oh my god! She looks like a mess. She looks like she's a like uh, an energy effect from Marvel Comics. That's what she, she looks like, like a
0: husk from Mass Effect.
3: I mean, Jesus Christ, these are terrible. These are terrible character designs. I mean, I am just feeling the 90s here, and I am wondering oh There's my only, God, there was much-
0: only one foot on that cover.
3: Yes, <laughs> I noticed that. And like the hands, the hands are terrible. Yeah,
0: the hands, the hands, the, I, I, hands bulge out from the wrist.
3: I mean, I draw better hands than that.
0: Kitty Hawk, don't sell yourself short. You're an awesome artist.
3: Well, thank you very much, but I'm I'm just looking at these hands, and I'm just like he has no he has no hand. It's all knuckles. Like if you look at Superboy, it's 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 like, it's,
0: it's, it's like it's like that the uh, one Sonic game. It's all knuckles.
3: Oh, but oh. well, that Boom-ching. was a good game. But here it's not. It's not welcome. This oh, is just God. terrible. I mean, yeah, I'm uh, kind of uh, digging. And they're
2: doing 52 comics of things like this. Uh, to me, I mean, again. Silver Age guy here. One of my favorite series back in the 70s was Sergeant Rock, drawn by the unbelievably talented Joe Kubert. So, what do they do? Sergeant Rock nowadays is a mercenary.
0: By the way, Joe Kubert, another class act, it seems like that era of DC created nothing but class acts.
2: People who had, for the most part, yeah, people who had to work for a living and were treated like gods. Because or they weren't character- treated
3: like shit, like they are now. I mean, like, younger artists aren't treated very well nowadays. Like, back no. then, they actually had, like, this almost mentorship program going on. But if you now created any
0: characters, you were treated like shit in the rights. No. yeah. yeah <laughs>
3: but, well- I'm saying, but I'm just saying they don't actually, like, like, I've met a few of the, like, recent artists and recent writers, and they are being paid, like, crap. And being treated like crap, and I'm thinking, Studio this artists, is, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, this, this is not this credit. is this is not the way to like encourage these people to come on. Because like when I'm saying they're paid like crap, I mean like I'm talking seventeen thousand dollars.
0: Well, let me put it in terms you can understand. It's uh, Ed Benes, great artist, right? Mm-hmm. Ed Benes. I could hire Ed Benes to draw me a sketch, and it'd be cheaper than what than what uh, Fred Gallagher charges at convention.
3: Yeah, and that's that's really that's, that's really ridiculous kinda, considering that's sad.
0: what Fred Gallagher draws.
3: Well, and also it's it's just sad because you know you think about how much money the corporation that he works for is making, yeah. and like how little a pen like that's what it gets my ire is that they've now they're now treating their artists and their writers like slaves, except they have a few slaves that are more power like considered the good ones, and they can they're Uncle the, Toms. Money. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd go that, they're,
0: that far. <laughs> they're
3: not Uncle Tom. I wouldn't call them Uncle Toms. I call them. <laughs> I call them. They're their favorite workhorses.
0: I'm See? sorry, I, I couldn't resist. No, you were saying. I,
3: the, I understand, but they are treating them like slaves, and then they even treat the good ones like, like, like. There's no reason for like some of the hot, the top writers to be making eight, only eighty thousand dollars a year. That's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Well, well mean, the, the thing, the thing for me is this: it's a. Uh, you know, talking about distributions and all that, it's funny to me that television, that stagnant beast of television, was able to figure out internet dis- distribution and it's wholeheartedly, abs- wholeheartedly, you know, after two to three years of humming and hawing about, is now yeah. embracing it. You can watch it's, nearly
3: everything on Hulu and Netflix now. It's a newer medium. It's a newer medium than comics. If you really think about comics, they're actually part of print. I know, but I'm just saying that comic, comic books are being
2: treated like the music industry treats electronic distribution. They are yeah. looking at it as from the old style of marketing, yeah. and it's a threat to them.
3: Yeah, and it, it's, it's going to take someone saying, no, we're not going to stick with this gatekeeping bullshit of, like, we're only going to let the titles we like or the ones that have enough money to put the titles we like on on the tablet devices – yeah. I mean that's part of the problem, and also you know right now D- DC and Marvel are screwing this up by going with different distributors when really they should just team up together and destroy Diamond together.
0: Well, what yeah. they
2: should be doing well, I'll, is
3: just—I
2: mean, take—we're all webcomic creators. Yeah. Let me ask you: Do you think that it was any mistake that Zuda,
0: which was created by DC, mm-hmm. failed miserably? I knew well, it was going to fail the minute I saw their model.
3: Z- okay, what was Zuda again? Cause yeah, they they
0: what... ask people to submit ideas in spit comics and they will distribute them digitally if they like it, but anything submitted they automatically own.
3: Yeah, that that that's kind of like what what Tokyo Pop was doing with like their rising stars of manga. That was part of that whole well, we'll crowdsource comics except you're not really going to do that well cuz we know you. You're DC. But like I think it's a cool idea, but I know that that they handled it badly. And, and, and also, is, and also sense. owning the ideas is just that's bullshit. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is something that I had a big long, and I use the term discussion with Scott Kurtz about because you know if if you don't own the rights, you're nothing. Whereas I saw it as a situation for up and coming dreamers. Yeah. Try and get their foot in the door. I mean, get your oh, foot yeah. in the door with DC Comics. I know. I know. You don't have to give them your A stuff. Just give them something good that you don't care about ah, put them in the but, door.
3: But that's the problem, and that's the problem that they had with Tokyo Manga Rising Manga Stars. No one wanted to give them their A list stuff because they knew that they were going to own it. Now, personally, I believe. Okay, this is my own personal belief. I believe copyright is crap because I believe all it does is limit people. Because, fr- frankly. I, I feel like I don't really own Yuki. All I did was birth Yuki, put him in the world. he's out there.
0: But you still but, felt something when that ch- Japanese movie came out then.
3: Well, that was mostly <laughs> no, that was hilarity because I just think it's hilarious that like I well what, the part that was most hilarious about that whole situation was that all these people were telling me to sue, and I'm like, with what money? Like, because copyright is only enforceable with money. I actually
0: did sue someone once who was going to rip off my comic.
3: Well, I mean, uh, I had to also deal with international copyright law, which is... Uh,
0: I I understand that, but this guy, Uh, this little pissant,
1: kept on saying he was going to steal my comics and my characters. Uh (laughs) So what what was this thing that happened with Kitty Hawk?
3: Oh, okay, so this this. um, Japanese production company made a movie called St. Valkyrie Girl... And the main character's name was Yuki and permanently got turned into a girl and was a Valkyrie and like was a magical girl. And so there was there were some similarities. You know, there were some differences, but you could tell like the costume was kind of inspired by the Yuki costume. So it was pretty close. And I actually thought it was hilarious that someone had stolen my idea. Now, what was so even more hilarious was that the production company went out of business after this movie. <laughs> my uh,
2: well,
3: idea killed I
2: think me. the biggest problem with it was that they uh, your Yuki is a lot more um, generous than theirs were.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, and also their Yuki was uh, a skinny little 12-year-old, which, yeah. come on now. I'm sorry,
2: make her an 18-year-old with a uh, rather... yeah. Uh, Vast tracts of land.
3: I'll I'll say, say it. I'll say it. Huge rack. Yeah. But that's <laughs> what they did the eighteen-year-old as the uh, as her supporter was so that there'd be an older character. But it was really dumb. I actually I actually owned the DVD. <laughs> I, paid, I paid sixty dollars for it because I was like, I must own this, and I I happily show it to anyone who wants to see it It, and that no one can actually get through the full episode. It's really terrible.
0: But I honestly, what my feelings on copyrights is you shouldn't, you shouldn't be rich because you're the son of the guy who created Superman. Exactly. But I still think that there is some protection that you should be lent and this should not become a copyright episode.
3: Well, um, okay. My, my final thing on that is if copyright were fair, if it was something like, you know, it applied to everyone, Maybe I'd be okay with it. However, in its current form, it does not apply to everyone. And frankly, I don't really feel ideas can be owned because there are a lot of good writers out there who should be writing Superman, but they can't because DC Comics won't let them in the door for whatever reason. I mean, that's, that's the thing I've got. Why should our gods, our, our myths, be owned by people? I, Pitch, I
2: understand that. law—I'll be honest. It comes down to copyright law is literally a Mickey Mouse operation.
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> Everything a, about a, copyright has been defined by what Disney wanted. And I mean, like the, I said, like in I the said, the
3: widow of Bone of bon, of uh, Sunny Bono, burn in hell when she dies. That bitch is responsible for a lot of what's going on right now. With her being Disney's tool, I mean yeah. that which.
0: Grrr, Well, the biggest thing for me is, like I said, if you are the guy that creates Superman, you should be afforded some protection. If you're the son of the guy that creates Superman, what would you
3: do? Well, yeah, but I, I also feel like I think, honestly, IP keeps us held back. I mean, if you think about software patents, you think about medical patents, you think about... Like, why, why hasn't there been a cure for AIDS? Well, the real reason is is because if you cure AIDS, it's over. You can't keep, like, making bullshit drugs that don't do it. Like, they do hate. have a
0: cure. They do have a cure. Yeah,
3: yeah, there there are several, like, ideas of cures, but the no, thing the one, is... No, one
0: works. One works.
3: Oh, well, that blood doping thing?
0: Well, it's not doping as much as... It's, it's a very precise type of marrow transplant.
3: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And, like, that's never going to get popularized because, like, who the hell's going to do that? You can't patent that.
0: It works though. That's the thing. It
3: yeah, works. I know, but it, you know, but if it's not patentable, because like honestly, if Salk was around today, do you think he'd honestly like give the polio vaccine out? Hell, fucking no. He'd be selling it to everyone, and we'd have polio everywhere, and it'd be a super expensive drug. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's. It's now we keep keep getting held back because we can't accept the fact that maybe we should just not be greedy little children and we should share our ideas.
0: I understand well, that. It's but at the same time, I I think that you know there should be some protection, but well, doesn't that doesn't mean that,
3: it doesn't mean that the go ahead. Yeah, I think, well, I think that there should be some protection, but the thing is, is that I honestly believe if you give uh, like credit to the original creator, I think you're good enough.
2: Well, credit to me. I mean, I am for some IP rights. I mean cuz I know that with the comics that I've worked with and the other ones that I help out on the amount of time, the trouble to create the thing, to plot the thing, the storylines, the artwork, they yeah. deserve something for that.
3: But but at the same time I also say that if someone can do it better than you, then let them do it.
2: But I'm also I mean I I'm also driven by I mean, it's funny that you talk about Superman because of how screwed Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster were.
3: Yeah.
0: I agree. Japan, I agree. But that doesn't mean Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster's sons have
3: to oh, get no. the money. No, no but I do should, think that should.
0: there should be reparations for the
2: damage that was done.
3: No, there's no damage. They walked away. I mean, and they understood what their contract was. I mean, it's unfair to them that, that Superman became a big character, but like the creator of Hello Kitty, she sees none of it. Hello she created Hello Kitty then left Sanrio but after she left Sanrio they started using Hello Kitty. She sees none of that because it was work for hire. And if if you don't like the system then you know the system yeah. sucks and maybe you it's, should get outside the system.
2: It's funny cuz people talk about how much they hated Jim Shooter during his days as editor in chief of Marvel yeah. and yet he was one of the ones who had done most for editors rights or for creators rights oh, and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And a lot of what we're seeing nowadays, as comic creators can go back to people like Siegel and Shuster, like Jim Shooter, like so many who have fought in the trenches for us. When, yeah. um, when Kurtz was going down at Comic-Con, when Zuda was passing out those things, he said that anyone who would bring him one of the Zuda cars where you draw your little sketch to turn in, he would draw a picture basically bad melting Zuda. I'm yeah. sorry. You're going through, and you may not like what they're doing. But a lot of what you're doing now, you have protection because of some of this stuff, and
3: yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's step and fetch it. Except that, like, I don't actually have protection, like because I don't have a million dollars. Because I honestly, if I were, if someone stole my idea and was then trying to get me to cease and desist, I'm going to have to cease and desist because I do not have the Did money you know, to I, defend myself.
0: I, I know a great, I know a great. Uh, 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 intellectual law- rights lawyer that works really cheap if you want the information later. Okay, on. Okay,
3: well that that would be that that actually would be helpful. But my point is is that not everyone has that protection or has the connections in order to get that protection. Like the thing is is that if you don't have a million dollars, you can't protect your copyright because unfortunately the the system is skewed towards the big ones. The big oh. ones can like steal whatever they want. No, nothing will be done. You
0: know how much it cost me to protect my character when that one. Punk was trying to steal my characters. Mm-hmm. Three hundred bucks. That was it.
3: Oh, that's awesome. That's
2: really good. Um... Uh, that was registered trademark, not copyright.
0: No, that was copyright. Well, it was oh, you registered. went copyright. I went so copyright. Was that copyright. I, I basically I said, here's you know. He says he has a three hundred dollar retainer. I gave him three hundred bucks, and mm-hmm. he had a private investigator check this guy out, find out where he lived, find out all the details about him. And next time he contacted me, I said, "Okay, uh, well, prepare for prepare for papers. They're coming right here." And then the guy says, "Okay, I will never talk to you again. I am sorry. I'm never going to do this again." And then he left.
3: Well, That's how much money. money? How much money did that guy have? That's what I want to ask. Because the thing is, is that you might have actually, with three hundred dollars, had more money than him. Which you know basically proves my point, which is whoever has the big bucks can do that. I mean, the thing is, is I've been in situations where three hundred dollars would would be a breaking thing for me. So right. the thing is is that it's all about money, and that's why I don't like the cult copyright system.
2: Does anyone remember a company called Bleem back from the uh, yes. late 90s? Yes, of the I, have, I
3: actually own some of that.
2: Yes, So did I. Uh, for people who are listening to podcasts and who don't know, uh, back in the late 90s, there was a company called Bleem that created a PlayStation 1 emulator when the PlayStation 1 was the system. Um, it worked eh, about... Forty percent well. Some games yeah, played well. It some it okay. didn't. But it wasn't what Sony wanted. They did not want an emulator system. They wanted to sell PlayStation ones. So Sony sued the company. Sued Blame, and yep. lost. And sued them again, and lost again. But they kept suing them. They kept coming up with different BS reasons until Blame simply ran out of money.
3: Exactly, and that's what they can do. Like the thing is, is that um, there was a case where a guy like, had, like, designed some, well, this is actually trademark, so that's not really the same thing, but the, but, yeah, I, I mean, they do have more money, and they can work hard, they can work, they can do more than you, like, and that's the thing, like, if I had a million dollars, then, I could probably defend my copyright, but the thing is, is that against Sony, that's not gonna, that's not gonna happen.
2: Exactly, because they'll sit there and they'll keep it drawn out in court until you run out of money. I exactly. understand
0: that. I understand that. But back to what DC Comics is yeah, doing. Go, yeah, let's go back to DC yeah.
2: Comics. Yeah. DC Com. Well, DC Comics is. We can see this is all business driven. It's not comic business. Yeah. It is. Uh, let's. Right. Pillage.
3: Let's get whatever we can out of this, get our golden parachutes and move on to the next suckers. This is they like connected. what happened this is what happened like with video games and also like um like what happened this is- happens to a lot of businesses what happens is is that they start letting these business type people in because they've got credentials and crap and they know what they're doing except that they don't know what they're doing like the the Diane Nelson woman she didn't give a crap she's gonna leave as soon as this whole event is over and I can't wait to see the commercials because the commercials are going to be terrible like whenever i see a commercial for a book on tv i'm like what that is not gonna work
0: oh interesting point about the video game industry uh several people like the uh, game designer keji ifanun i can't pronounce it uh said that uh, said that the japanese video game industry is in a humiliating decline right now
3: Oh, yeah, it definitely. Well, I mean, you can tell with like um, anime and video games that they've caught the disease that Hollywood had, the remake disease. I mean, I'm well, sorry, but going back to Ocarina of Time, I, I, I love, you know, it's a good game. I love it, but I'm sorry, I don't want to buy it again. I want something new.
2: And I'm reminded of the black and white explosion of the 80s and before that, the video game crash, where yeah, it was oh, just an oversaturation.
3: Well, that that was just because they kept like like well, there was a terrible port of P- of Pac Man for Atari, which was you know one nail <laughs> in the coffin, and then the other nail in the coffin was E T. And then it was also when the Trammels bought them, and then they didn't release the seventy eight hundred until way after the NES had come out.
0: Oh, what and about was- uh, what about this uh, in the nineties? 90s- marvel had a humiliating decline as well it was uh, it was you know what killed marvel in the 90s it was all these events that they kept on doing side by Mm -hmm. you know back to back to back yeah and then it was the it was the variant covers the hollow covers Uh, it's all the shit that dc is doing right now
2: going for speculators rather than your core audience yeah, you can see trying to expand the core audience out, but you do it by creating a better product, not by gimmicks.
0: Yeah, because this was around the time that Marvel heard about the original issues from the 40s that were selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. And the reason they were selling that is because they were damn rare because paper was yep. being recycled in World War II. And, and that also, was the first thing being recycled, comic books. So a, a pristine issue of Action Comics number 1 is fucking rare. A pristine issue of Marvel Comics number 1, extremely rare because most paper back then was recycled.
3: Yeah, and also just people didn't hold on to them because they were thought, oh, these are just comic books, whatever.
0: And then in the 90s, all this news about these comic books fetching high prices. So people in the 90s were mm-hmm. you know, Marvel's like, oh, we have variant covers here, there, and there, and Polo covers. These are going to be worth so much money eventually. HoloFoil is... <sighs>
3: The '90s was full of that kind of stuff. Like, like for the, like the first year, stuff. for the first
0: year or so, I won't even say year. I think it was like six months it was working, and then all of a sudden, people were like these comics are shit to read.
3: Yeah. Well, and also, this oh. <laughs> like the a number of covers, just like, and then the amount of the amount of issues they were printing. Like, if you think about it, like nowadays, if you get like, I think if you sell like two hundred thousand copies, you're considered doing well. But back then, it was like that was considered like maybe a mid-range series
2: exactly the thing that drives value on anything is the rarity i mean i sold a a second printing of teenage mutant ninja turtles number one second printing for a few hundred dollars and this was 15 years ago because it was such a limited run they did not expect it to sell the way that oh yeah they
0: were they were printed off a photocopier and stapled in a kitchen
3: yeah yeah and so that and that's the thing like they didn't know they just thought we'll just put out a whole bunch of special things Wait, Tom, sell. you had
0: something that to touched Peter Laird's kitchen table and you huh. sold it
2: second printing
3: the, oh. this was, yeah the
2: first printing, not just first printing, first printing would have gone for thousands yeah. second printing I only got a couple of hundred okay well that's it still was, pretty that's still pretty
3: good that's still pretty It was good. printed
0: at a, at a, at a place that that uh, Laird subcontracted to that's not quite yeah. as impressive
3: so. yeah. But but yeah like that that really ruined comics and like if it hadn't been for what's that guy's name av av yeah. Yeah. yeah if he hadn't if he hadn't come in like marvel would have gone under and probably yeah. like would have been gutted like dc definitely would have bought some pieces of it
2: it would have gone the way of charlton it would have gone the way of yep. Fawcett. it would have yep. gone the way of so many others
3: and that's why i think dc recently aligned itself with disney is this like attempt to marvel. try to uh, marvel did yeah yeah, Marvel, because they, yeah. they know they know that they can't survive on their own. Because, like, the thing is is that it's pretty obvious by now. That well, the Marvel, is-
2: you've got to be honest, the Marvel, uh, it was a buyout. And it was done solely because of the intellectual properties. Exactly. They knew that the movies were selling big, thanks to Iron Man and the others. Yeah. And uh, uh, Disney knew a good thing. But it also led to the restructuring of DC, where Time Warner started folding more of their people into D.C. and promoting exactly. talentless yeah. hacks like mm-hmm. Jim Lee and Dan DiDio uh, to it's positions of authority. Failed.
3: Yeah, well, the thing, the thing is, is that D.C. – well, because – DC just always seems to not understand what Marvel is doing, and they always try to do like a kind of sh- slipshod version of what Marvel has done. That's only like that's they,
0: only recently because it used yeah, to be no. that Marvel was copying DC. I mean,
2: well, it oh yeah, was yeah, a cycle. yeah, Back I mean, in DC the day, would do something that worked, and Marvel would copy it. The Marvel would do something that worked, and DC would copy it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't original ideas; it was copy the other guy. Oh it, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know.
3: like there's I several mean, characters like that.
2: Yeah, it's Microsoft premise. You know, yeah. you innovate whatever somebody else has already done.
3: Exactly. Reminders on the iPhone. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So,
0: you I mean did, the I LG just, Prada, right?
3: Oh yes, that's what I meant.
0: I thought someone was <laughs> going to mention widgets.
2: So.
3: Oh, widgets. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, the the whole. I just, I just know that this is just rating, and that it's not going to stick, and that we're going to go back to the old comics soon after this but after that i really have a feeling this is just gonna further kill sales and Absolutely. they really can't afford like the really the thing is is that if the sales get too low time warner could just axe the whole printing division except for wonder woman which they must keep in print until you know the end of time because if they don't they lose the rights Yep. Well so, they
2: are got same thing with Superman now. I mean, unless they yeah, well, yeah, and have
3: to, the yeah. intellectual
2: property rights are going to be costing more than anything else.
0: But the and biggest thing but, but the biggest thing I see here is you look at you look at what DC's doing right now and you know they really are missing an opportunity to, to copy what uh, you know both DC and Marvel missing the opportunity to copy what uh, the model that uh, all these television play you know all these television companies are doing right now with Hulu is people don't mind an advertisement if it's a quick simple one because mm-hmm. you know we have advertisements in the comic books themselves people aren't going to mind a quick simple advertisement like let's say that you can read as many comics as you want in a day, but. Yep. But you have to first view a ten-second ad before you can read all these comics for a twenty-four-hour period. People would do that. People would put up with that because you know what happened after a year of Hulu and Netflix with all this mm-hmm. premium content with almost free prices, like ten dollars a month at most. You know what happened?
3: Piracy is down. Yeah, it is, and that's amazing. Well, like Marvel, Marvel does their now. I think you pay eighty bucks a year, and then you get access to Eighty all bucks the old- a year
0: is. Way too much.
3: That is way too much, but it's better than DC's model, which is I pay them three ninety nine for something I could get in print for two ninety nine.
0: That that I mean, is true. That is true. That but does I, add
3: up. Now I do I do admit that the Mar- that Marvel is overpricing, but that is a better I think that for comics, that's a better model than I have to buy in each individual copy.
0: Here's the model I would propose if I was in charge of things that I would never be because my my, my model makes sense is you can read any comic that you want in the backlog. A new issue takes 30 days to unlock unless you are part of a uh, premium membership. Yeah, if you're I've a part actually, of a premium membership, you can read it instantly, but you can always you can also read it 30 days later just regularly through regular access.
3: And I actually know some people who are doing this, and it's actually working out pretty well. Now, another model, and this is similar to what like, I'm actually going to be doing uh, this fall with Comatocracy is, and Comatocracy is my new... Uh, Comic site which is using our technology JoJo documents that we've developed we're not actually going to charge anyone to use this like you'll be able to we're going to actually have a viewer for tablets for PC for like for the web and we're not charging anyone we're just letting you use the technology and also be linked to on comatocracy. and all we ask for is two of the ad slots out of the six that we're, we're going to put in hmm. And I think that this is actually the model that we should go for. Now, people will be able to pay us two ninety nine a month uh, to host with us. If they want to use things like our, like the, uh, we have a paywall that we'll offer and such like that. But honestly, we would rather you do it yourself, have your own server. And, the, and it will be almost like you will only have to give us two of the ad slots. And that's how we'll make our money. And and in return, you will get on the comatocracy website while you still maintain your independence and you can be able to link these files on anything like Facebook blogs so it'll be like the YouTube of comics
0: right and that's that's actually not too bad a model, but you know what the biggest thing that uh, that really that really made comic book piracy blow up and explode on the internet what it was Peter David being an asshole. <laughs> What happened was Peter David took sole credit of shutting down Scans Daily for about five minutes.
3: Oh, hey, it don't – hold on a minute. I'm asking my husband. Like, didn't we do something with, like, Peter David in the spec for JoJo Documents? Oh, it has to
0: warn you if it's going to have – if it's written by Peter oh,
3: David. Oh, yeah. it war, If you – in when you use JoJo Documents, it warns you if you're reading something that was written by Peter David because you could put that into the file.
0: <laughs> yeah, Peter David is actually – is. You know, he
3: ruins active... She-Hulk. Pete the best. is a
0: talented writer at times, but he also likes to put in a lot of his own drama into it.
3: I know. And, and it's, it's he's zero-tastic.
0: also a petty asshole at times.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've, I've actually met him at Dragon Con. And, uh, yeah. he had Did he still of...
0: have that thing going on with his teeth then?
3: I didn't really see his teeth because he was just giving me this haughty look the entire time as I'm talking to someone else. And I was like, who is this guy looking so creepy at me? And then someone said that was Peter Dave, and I was like, Yeah. oh. He,
2: he, he does seem to have a bit of a disdain for us in the webcomic world. Yeah, I think, that
3: was, I think that was what it was, but I didn't know who he was, and I was like, who is this guy just staring at me like this?
2: Well, and one of the things I've always said is that I'm seeing more talent come out of webcomics from people in podunk nowhere.
3: I know. Well, you know what it is. will
2: never get the chance. If you're not a New Yorker, you'll never really get a chance. That's, oh, yeah. that's and, certainly
0: true,
3: yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's the reason I want... I, I am really happy about the web, is that it of gets rid of this gatekeeping. Like... I'm from Alabama. There is no way that I would be able to get in with the DC. Well, and also I'm a woman. Let's be honest here. I'd never be able to get... Like, now they're letting more women into DC and Marvel comics, but they're really not letting them into the high echelons. They're sort of keeping them down in, like, the, you know, here's the writing staff and here's the artists. They're, like, our low levels. Well, they, I, they I, did let... Like,
0: they, they the did let like-
2: publisher that they had with Jeanette Kahn.
0: They did yeah. let like Gail Simone do Wonder Woman. Yeah. And Birds of Prey.
2: Thank but you. the
3: thing is, is that that's like a few like honestly, it it, it should be 50 50, but it isn't like I, I mean, the thing is, is that there is discrimination still. And also there's that that if you're not part of the, the world, they don't let you in.
0: I understand that. I understand that. But I think I think this knee jerk reaction to the pants thing—it's all men that are doing it.
3: Oh yeah, just, no, it, no, no. The pants thing is honestly about movies. This is about setting up for movies. Like they're they know that at, some actresses might say, "Oh, I don't want to wear a, a leotard or or shorts short skirt." So they're or because they don't have the goods to, pr- <laughs> to show it off. I mean, I'm being serious. Well, if you've looked at like actresses lately. My God, yeah.
0: they're like game poles. What about what about what about Kate Beckinsale? Wow, Kate
3: Beckinsale,
0: who's she? Oh my, what?
3: I'm I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't I don't know people's names. I only know them by their Underworld. Character. Okay, yeah, I see her now. Yeah.
2: Well, it also has to go back to copyrights. I mean, you think that they're just changing Superman's costume on the fly? No, the Siegel and Schuster uh, estate next year own the Superman costume.
3: Oh, okay, that explains it. Because I was, like, wondering what what the hell's going on with Superman. But yeah. now that you explained that, well, once again, I hate DC even more. I mean, yep. that's just the most – and then once again, that's just – that's IP ruining well, it's everything.
2: It's also – I mean, because it's DC want to keep control. control. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the thing on the uh, case. And you can tell it's either in New York or California a judge that decided this. The Siegel and Schuster Estates own the rights to Superman – Clark Kent, Lois Lane, the costume, and everything that Siegel and Schuster created. The Superman who could leap in yeah, eighth of a the mile.
3: In first four episodes, yeah. Right?
2: Everything after that
0: that was created by DC, like Superman flying,
3: DC mm-hmm.
2: owns.
0: Yep. Well, that you know what? thats actually a little, makes a little bit more sense than, than other things I've read because I personally think what Disney showed them when people were saying, okay, the copyright for Mickey Mouse and expire Mount is they should say, okay, here. You can, you can use as much as Steamboat Willie as you want.
3: Yep. Well, and also there's the issue of that there's one movie that was actually made before the copyright, you know, basically before Steamboat Willie. It was only published afterwards, and that one is Plane Crazy. So there's some question whether, you know, does does Plane Crazy's existence make uh, Mickey Mouse in the public domain? Well, the answer is no, because Oswald the Rabbit is owned by Disney even though he should be in, in the public domain.
2: Right, that's they why they tech- keep coming out with so many redesigns of the same character, because they can copyright and trademark.
3: Yeah, you have to trademark. You have to trademark. you have to trademark, and that actually is an issue that uh, Coke had uh, back in the 90s. Well, actually, it was, I think it was in the late 80s. Some guy actually designed a Coke, the, the classic Coke logo that they used during the 90s, and Coke had let their trademark lapse and he had it registered, and so legally he held the trademark to the classic Coke bottle. But because Coke kept him in the courts forever, he event- i think he eventually ran out of money or something like that. And so, you know, that's once again, I, but
0: at the same time, I think that's that's more like copyright trolling.
3: <laughs> but I mean that, but that's fair. That's fair. If the it's like it's like when someone loses their website, you know, because they didn't pay for it. Is this the same deal? It's like, no, sorry, if we're playing by the rules, you didn't follow the rules. You don't get to now say, it's Calvin Ball, and I get to choose whatever I believe.
0: Yeah, I that's understand what, that's that. That's what it that's, feels like. I understand that. You're right. You're right. But, you know, like I said, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up, guys. Uh, okay, okay. It's, uh, we rarely talked about the girls and I feel sad about
1: that, but uh yeah, this is, I, I, I kind of got lost in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I think well, we can no, sum but... it all up that, uh,
2: if girls want to wear trousers, that's fine. There is no reason to completely deny a woman's femininity because you've got to stick up your ass. Oh, or uh, uh, I'll like let it's...
0: Neil, I'll let Neil say his famous, uh, his famous wrap up of why, why he hates this. Uh,
1: my famous wrap? What? Oh, uh. Costume changes come and go. I don't care about that. I know like pants go short and long all the time in comic books. I'm just I'm tired of I'm tired of it being a political correctness issue. I mean it's it's not done for malice, it's just done to be appealing. If we wanted to be if we wanted comic comic book superheroes to be practical, uh they they'd be they'd all be wearing like they'd all be wearing trousers and they'd all be in uh Kevlar, not not, not as opposed to Lycra. And, and
2: wearing flats yeah
1: yeah, yeah and I, I ben what ben wanted me to say is uh i'm i'm tired of apologizing for having a penis
3: well actually this really isn't about fem- this is not about feminism like in that you know it's not cool to show women in short skirts i actually believe that this is like this is actually a symptom of of, well, this is a symptom of fashion, honestly, like if you really think about it, there was a masculinization of uh, female fashion in the 80s that led to people believing that a skirt was considered very feminine or like showing off your legs was not powerful. Because when, if you notice in the 80s, like there's a lot of power suits and things like that. And a woman covered up more. Why? Because she was trying to compete with a man. And people forgot why originally we chose a more conservative style of clothing. It was mostly about masculining a woman in the business world. And that's actually what I think this is a continuation of is people have, like, now there's like two only two styles of dress because it got so simple. There's either you look like a total slut, like how the Harley Quinn is designed, or you look like a total uh, prude like how all these trouser women look. You can't have anything in between because you can't be a proud woman and show your goods off anymore, and I think that's just a crime. It's
2: not a skirt. It's a kilt.
1: (laughs) One other thing I want to throw in here, something I told Kitty Hawk, is that I think they really missed the boat like 15 years ago by not casting Lucy Lawless as Wonder Woman. Because talk about an actress who had the goods. She had it. And like for 15 years, I was like, kissed her. She'll do it.
3: I know. It would have been perfect. But the thing is, is that Lucy Lawless was not what they were, they're looking for. They're looking for these bean poles that, that they can throw clothes on and they go out there and act and they can't act.
1: Yeah. Kathy Lee Rigby
2: versus Linda Carter.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and we saw that with the new pilot or oh, like this girl, I, she's, she's, Pretty, but she needs to do some arm curls. Well, she was, I mean, well, she, I
3: didn't. I didn't even think she looked pretty. I think, honestly, she she just looked like every girl looks nowadays, which is pissed off. Yeah, they all well, look like.
2: Eh. It, you you nailed it. The thing that always sold me is on Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. Isn't that she was beautiful? She is. Isn't that she fit the costume? She is. But she had a smile that lit up
0: the room.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. That
0: is Wonder Woman. Oh my god, she looks pissed off.
3: Yeah, like this, yeah. this. is how every woman now looks like. And like, okay, let me see. I went and saw uh, X Men. Uh, you know, First Class, and like, okay, Emma Frost. Not so, you know, the face ain't working for me, but definitely those tits are working for me. But um, <laughs> but uh, like the uh the CIA chick. Like when they did the scene with all the lingerie, I was just thinking, wow, there's all these hot women, and then you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm sorry she's supposed to be Scottish where's the red hair where's I, the accent <laughs> <then>, damn it
3: <laughs> they've lost all that I don't like uh, that kind of that oh man it just.
2: I want my good looking Scottish redheads please
3: I know Thank I you. know why can't we have that like instead we get these bean poles who can't act because that's what Hollywood wants
2: well we, I was actually talking with a friend uh, a lot of it goes down to you don't have a Humphrey Bogart you don't have a John Wayne you don't have the craggy Leading, but handsome, leading men. You've got cookie cutters. Yeah, you can tell the difference between most of them nowadays because they pretty much all look alike. You don't have any standout actors. You don't have an Olivier. You don't well, have a Christopher Lee, for heaven's sake.
3: And the thing is, is I think that what's going on is, is that they have a certain look in mind. They have a certain like feel that they want. And currently, what they're going for. With women as bean poles, and with men, these—I don't know how to describe what they're going with men. Like I was so thankful for Thor that they found my beefy Norse God. I mean, Jesus Christ, that man, they look, they
0: look, they, they look for underwear underwear models now. They for look men. for
3: metrosexuals. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's 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 really honestly, I think it's fashion, the world of fashion, sort of ruined it. In, ruined it because the thing is, is that in fashion, it became very popular to have bean poles because they were easy to throw clothes on. It's so,
0: Calvin Klein's fault with all those black and white Calvin Klein ads, damn it.
3: Well I mean it was just it was just a matter of the taste at the time was for bean was for boys. And you get women who look like boys and you So, get, so
0: what was it? Were the were these Catholic priests buying these underwear ads or
3: something? Uh well <laughs> It's mostly that the, the, the androgyny thing that stuff that happened in the 70s kind of carried up into the 80s. And yeah. it unfortunately got bastardized into this instead of it being about androgyny, being about everybody looks like a little boy. I mean, if you look at like models today, all of the models for like Abercrombie and Fitch have these really young faces and then chiseled bodies. And that's really creepy.
2: Well, I'll have to say as my parting shot, thank God for Christina Hendricks. Okay, and,
0: <laughs> and let's wrap this up, guys, uh, before we go on to any other tangents. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was our emergency sexy girls revenge episode where we, are, where we were taking revenge against Dan Didiot, uh, yes! Jeff Johns, and the rest of the DC mob squad that are destroying our childhoods. I am your host, Ben, and we G- are... De- oh. You go ahead. And TV's Mr. Neal.
2: I guess that makes me Radio's Thomas Trevor from 910 Comics.
3: And I'm Kitty Hawk, bringing you sexy fun at SGVY.com. All
0: right, and good night and good luck.
3: Yay. Goodbye.